Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. give us favor and bless us how many know that that we need diversity in the church because diversity reflects heaven there's diversity but imagine if you come into the church and everybody's the same we need our young people we need the fire and passion of our youth our young adults amen Uh, we need parents and grandparents in the faith to mentor amen the young people we need people on every spiritual platform in our church and but we're not only a church for the spiritually mature we need to see new people being born into the kingdom of god amen when they come in amen how do you know you got new people in your church that just got saved because people won't be living the purses around on the seats. You know, we got too many. They're just saved. I want nobody to steal my purse, right? Now, on my next point, A, it's intentional. Diversity is intentional. Now, when we look at intentional, Pastor Reuben has worked very hard to get the church where it is today. Diversity. I mean, they may have stood off for this drug addict's church, a, a gang member church. And, but now we got diversity, and pastor has deliberately worked at that. That's why we can come into a church, and we see, uh, uh, man, we see people with skinny jeans. Don't hate. Amen. We see people, you know, uh, from the homie styles. We see people that are gang. But it don't matter. That's diversity. And uh, we see people of, of different race and different nationality. When they come in, they see different people. And, and the, wow, this church is different. Our pastor has worked very hard for that. That's why a, a, a while back, you've seen people started wearing hats in the church and everything. The pastor said, don't stop that. He didn't want us to go backwards. He was like, we worked so hard to get where we're at today. He goes, no, that's diversity. We want everybody, when they come in, they feel welcome to our church because they not only see uh, ex-gang members, they see goody-goodies, amen. They see people of the new generation. They see all types of people, and they come in, and they feel comfortable. I'm going to know that's a good sign. It's intentional. So the way you're dressed, you ain't got to change it. Be yourself. Amen? Because in the old school, you got saved, and, and, and man, people wanted you to dress like them, talk like them. No. Uh, God created us with diversity. Amen? So, so if, if you're different, that's a good thing. If you're saved and you're serving the Lord. Amen? <laughs> My second point, our value is determined by our, our participation, not our position. See, a lot of people, they get mixed up here. They think, well, I come to church, but I'm not participating. But because I'm there in position, I'm part of the body. And not realizing that they have a problem. And this is what some people think is being in the body of Christ. They say, I'm a believer. I'm a a follower of Christ. But they are unattached. They're unattached. Let Let me give you an example. I got a bag of tricks in here, like a hand. <laughs> got an itch, no? <laughs> a hand by itself. If you throw it on the floor, he's in church. 
but it's not connected to an arm. It's not connected to the body part. So it can't do anything. And a lot of times we come in and we say, I'm here in church. How come I don't feel part of the body? Because you're not attached. See, some of you that are not attached, you're getting angry right now. What about a feet? Need some sun, this one, huh? Look at that. <laughs> Same thing with the feet. The feet couldn't be there. They can hang out together, talk all they want. Maybe you're a hand and all you do is point the finger. Oh, well, if they would be doing it like this and they would be doing it like that. Maybe you're a feet and God's given you the feet to be part of the body, to run with the vision. But all you're doing is running away from where God wants you to go. See, the hand only gets value when it's attached to the arm. By itself, it can't accomplish what it's created to do. And when we understand that, it's when we are attached to the body of Christ that we become effective. Too many people come to church and they say, well, I really don't feel like that's my church. I don't feel part of the church. I don't really connect with anybody. In Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Verse 18 of the verse in Corinthians says, But your bodies have many, but God has put each one where he wants it. My next A under here under this point is many don't belong to the local body because they, don't, they think it's okay. I don't have to belong. See, my phone is going off right now, but it's, it's not ringing. I thought it was ringing. Amen. And I would answer it like this. Hello? <laughs> it's the eyes, but there's no ears to it. It could see who's calling them, but it can't hear what they're saying. And some of us come to church and we see the vision, but we can't hear what God's calling us to do because we don't want to attach ourselves to the body. When you don't belong, you look like this pick. There's a pick up here that we, they go to the next pick. That's the way you look. The arm attached to the ear, the hand attached to the foot, the eyes attached to the legs. Too many Christians are functioning like this in life. You can call them spiritual amputees. And they leave one body and they go to another. Oh, this church, let me go somewhere else. Let me give you an example. There's this guy, he went to the doctor. He says, I lost my hand in a car accident. Can you sew it back up? So he lost his hand in a car. I got more. See, he lost his hand in a car. Can you sew it back on? He goes on. And then he sew it back on him. Then he goes back to the doctor and he tells the doctor, can you put a different hand? I don't like the way that one looks. And you keep changing body parts. How many know that's not going to be healthy? We have too many spiritual Frankensteins. I go to the church. I don't like my hand. Oh, go ahead. Sew another one on. The healthiest thing we can do is attach to the body. How many can say amen? When you're not attached to the body, you cripple the church. When you participate, you give our church strength. We have people participating right now. The ushers, our children's worker, the greeters. When you come in, our parking lot attendants with great smiles waving you in, telling you where to park, amen. Our, our newcomer's table, amen. Our sound, our video, amen. Everybody doing their part. 
That makes our church strong. But what about those that just come as a body part? Oh, I don't like this church. Go ahead and salt another part to me. I mean, no, it doesn't work that way. How many still with me? Are you getting mad? Some of you are getting mad. See, I knew I shouldn't have came this morning. Let's go to our third point. We reach our full potential when we choose to belong. We reach our full potential when we choose to belong. A lot of people, they come in and, and they're like, man, uh, I'm here in church, but I don't feel a part of church. Because you don't, you're not volunteering. You don't belong. I mean, uh, the scripture we read that the, the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. God gives every one of us a gift. And you know where you discover that gift? When you volunteer in church. Because what volunteering does, it unwraps that gift in the church. Some of us, when you don't belong, when you don't volunteer, you have the gift, but you're not opening it. You're the only way it's going to open when you start volunteering. Well, let me go in here and let me volunteer with the children's ministry. Then all of a sudden, your gift starts unwrapping. Oh, but that's not what I'm called to do. No, no, but you're, you're filling in. Just like the body. How many know when your body's there and if your leg breaks, you get crutches? Now, what does the rest of your body does? It carries the extra weight because until that one leg heals. So when we ask for volunteers, maybe for nursery, children's, ushering, whatever it is, it may not be your gift, but your gift is being unwrapped as you volunteer because you're carrying the weight for everybody else. Because a lot of times we come to church and we sit and then we say, well, I don't want to volunteer because, man, they're just going to use you up. I've never prayed that, right? Lord, use me. And then when they ask you, well, let me pray about it. Well, that's what you've been praying for. <laughs> and the only reason why you see the people up here uh, spread out wide and doing everything is because we need more volunteers. If we would get more volunteers, more people to choose to belong. And nobody, nobody wants to say anything, huh? Verse 15 of the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. It says, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part, amen. So we need to understand, you, you got to volunteer. No, but they're going to, it doesn't matter. God created us to be part of the body. Now, and to be part of that body, you got to unwrap your gift. I mean, I, I never knew God called me to preach and teach. I volunteered in the nursery, and I hated every minute of it. You know, I'll be honest. I hated every minute of it. Then from the nursery, we went to the children. From the children, we went to the older kids. From the older kids, we went to the youth. From the youth, we went to the adults. That's how my gift was unwrapped. And through every phase, I went through changes. And you know what God was doing when I was going through the changes? He was preparing me and shaping my attitudes and shaping my mindset to come to the place that, God, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. It doesn't matter. We were like that in the world. Right? Those that like to party, right? You heard music and it was on. You still do that when you go into the store, you hear music, then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, right? <laughs> what happened? Now we get saved and I don't want to belong. Some of you will get more breakthroughs if, if you participate in our worship. When our worship, if you lift your hands up, all of a sudden the chains will begin to break. Amen. All of a sudden you'll go to a no, whole nother level. But you got to belong. Because when you don't belong, you're going to start saying they have their favorites. 
That's a sign of, that you're not belonging. When you use, for, oh, they got their favorites. Do they? Or are they just using the people that are connected? See, a mannequin, the arms reach its full potential when it's attached to the body. We need you, and you need us. The arm makes the hand better. Once it's attached, it can't move. Look at it. They still haven't moved. They're still there. Unless it's a horror movie, right? Then it's coming at you. you know, but it's not a horror movie. You know? A, your refusal to belong to the body hinders God's plan and purpose here on earth. Your refusal to belong hinders God's plan and purpose here on earth. Do you know you are the key to somebody's breakthrough? Think about it. That person that ministered to you was the key to your breakthrough. Because other people before that went and ministered to you, but they didn't do nothing to you because they couldn't relate. So you are the key to somebody else's breakthrough, but the only way you're going to reach that is when you volunteer and belong to the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their ability, their, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. So, so the responsibility of the teachers and the pastors is to teach you, equip you how to do his work and build up the church. See, and, that, and that's why when pastor comes and he teaches, he gives vision, what's he doing? He's trying to teach us, amen, and give us the responsibility to help build the church. But if you don't understand that, you're going to say, well, how come pastor's not here? How come pastor's not doing that? How come the leadership's not doing that? No, we're all the body. Our role is to teach you how to build God's kingdom. And then it goes on. It says, uh, uh, verse 13, this will continue till we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up uh, to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then look at verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. I mean, that's some of us right there, right? I lie to myself all the time. It sounds like truth. God can't use me. I'm all messed up. He knows we're all messed up. That's why he died on the cross and he rose again, amen, to get us out of that state that we were in to take us to a new level. But all of a sudden, you keep lying to yourself that you believe those lies. And then he says, growing in every way more and more like Christ, or verse 15, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. But then look at what it says. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See what it's saying? When everybody's doing their part in the church, all of a sudden we're a vibrant church. All of a sudden we're a healthy church. All of a sudden we're able to do what God has called us to do. We make each other look good. When we all do our part, growing, and it says full of love. What love? The agape love. The love that he has. 
Not the eros love, not the sexual love, amen, not the phileo love, not the friendship love, but the agape love. The one that made him go to Calvary, amen, the one that made God send his only son, amen. But a lot of times we don't want to do things out of love. Because if you love the Lord, you're going to say, God, this is the body you brought me to. Let me attach myself. But if you don't have that love, you're going to say, well, I'll only volunteer if I like the leader. I mean, no, that's not love. God might put you under somebody that you don't like because he wants to shape and mold your mindset. He wants to teach you to be able to come under every, anybody. It doesn't matter who they are. And that goes to, he wants to teach you humility. Come under authority. I'm my own, man. I'm on my own. That's why you, you're still where you're at. That's why you're in the same place, and it's been four or five years already. Oh, nothing's happening in this church. i got to find another church. Then, then, then be part of the body. Belong, amen. Get to the place where you're able to say, man, I'm going to plant myself, amen. I'm going to go ahead, and, and I'm going to plug in here because I understand that I'm, I'm somebody's breakthrough. You may say, oh, yeah, but I'm still struggling. It doesn't matter if you're still struggling. As long as we're in this flesh, there's going to be things we're struggling with. Amen. The main thing is that if you say, God, I'm going to do what you called me to do. Amen. And while I'm doing it, you're going to work out the rest. Too many of us don't want to share the gospel with anybody because we don't want to live right. Oh, if I tell them the gospel, they go, oh, you're a Christian? Then why are you smoking still? Oh, you're a Christian? Then why are you cussing still? See, somebody's getting mad. You're cussing at me inside. No, I'm just joking. Amen. <laughs> It says, as each part does its own special work. That says you're special, special enough that God has a special work for you to do. You may say, well, I tried it before and it didn't work out. No, no. I mean, the call of God is irrevocable. That call is still there. Maybe you just got to reattach yourself again. Maybe you got to say, God, you're not done with me, God. I, I thought you were done with me, but you're not done with me. You make the church better. Number four. How many still with me? The greater our unity, the greater our strength and effectiveness. The greater our unity. I mean, no, God's called us to be united. You look at, at the staff we have now, I mean, you know, uh, that, that we have all our workers and stuff. If we were in a world, we wouldn't be hanging out with each other. It's like, heck no, man. You know, like. <laughs> but now that we're saved and we understand the love of God you know hey I can hang out with people that wear skinny jeans it's alright it doesn't bother me <laughs> I hang out with Pastor Sandoval all the time amen <laughs> it doesn't bother me amen uh, and when we understand that we look at that Pastor Anthony you know what man you know but yet because we understand the love of God we're able to say hey we're a team amen we work together and as if we're working together it's going to bring strength and effectiveness to our church but what about the body working together some of you sit on this side because you don't like the people on that side but if we learn to work together it's not going to bother you some of you are mad at people in our church, and when you come in, if they're there, it just messes you up. You can't even worship right no more. You keep looking at them. Oh, look at them lifting up their hands. Who do they think they are? <laughs> Where's the unity? Right? Some of you, you play wind instruments. 
trumpet, flute, saxophone. But you're not united, so you don't want to belong. We have an awesome worship. Imagine if we get a whole wind instrument section here. We'll sound like an orchestra, man. It, uh, I mean, man, but, but too many don't want to belong because, you, oh, I don't like the way they do it. Plug yourself in. Belong, amen, and see the unity that comes. It's going to, uh, man, it's going to give us greater strength and effectiveness. Some people can sing. We got great singers. But you don't belong, so you just sit back and criticize. I heard that wrong note they sang. So what? <laughs> They're connected. And that's all that matters. When you're connected to the body, amen, you make each other look good. But when you're not connected, all you're going to do is sit here and criticize. That's the difference of people that are connected and not connected. The Bible, the only time the Bible speaks about a grandstand, that's in heaven. We're in a grandstand celebrating with the Lord. On this earth, it says we're in a race. That means everybody is to participate. The grandstand, you could sit in in heaven and worship the Lord, but as long as we're here on earth, amen, we got to participate, and that's going to bring a greater unity and a greater strength and a greater effectiveness. Because when the body is hurting, the other parts take over where you can't even notice it. Think about that. We can have bad days, but because the worship is good, and everything else is good. They say, oh, that message wasn't too bad, but it was a horrible message. But the body takes over. It's like I got spinal stenosis. I'm always in pain. But when I preach, it goes away. You know, but, no, but what happens? The body takes over. The body functions and, and gets me moving and doing things like I normally wouldn't do. Then after, you know, when, it's, when I'm done preaching, it hurts again. Amen. <laughs> what happened? Uh, our strength and effectiveness is better. How much better would you be if you connect yourself to the body? Remember, see, remember the hand still hasn't moved, the feet still hasn't moved? They're still there. You know, some of you are like, what? Some of you are eyes still just looking. You know, let me look, let me look, let me look. You know? <laughs> I'm not hearing what you're saying, you know? A, it takes all of us doing our part. All of us doing our part. You have a part in our church. Don't ever come to church and feel like you're not a part of our church. Our pastor loves everybody. His hands are opened up, and he wants everybody to reach their full potential. Amen. And everybody has the opportunity to reach their full potential if you connect, if you belong, if you participate. But if you participate, you have to get out of your comfort zone. That's why people don't want to participate. I like this little stuff I do on the side that nobody knows I'm doing. So I don't want to connect. Because if I connect, then the whole body's going to see what I'm doing. Let you marinate on that one for a little bit. All of us doing our part, our children's ministry, our ushers, our greeters, our audio video, our worship, our nursery, our youth, our adults, our singles, a new member. Yes, even if you're new. Jump in. Don't wait. Well, let me fill it out first. Why you got to fill it out? When you get your food at a restaurant, do you say, well, let me wait? And then you eat it and it's cold. This food don't taste good. No, you got to jump in when it's hot. That's why some of you struggle. I don't want to jump. Let me test the water. Oh, it's cold. Like, no, jump in. You just got to jump in. What is the church? The church is people 
not a place. It's people. We're the church. When we come together, we're the church. It's not the place. We got a beautiful facility here, and, and we're still going to build, amen, a, a beautiful facility. We're not done, amen, but, but this is not the church. We're the church. We're the body. So when we come in and, and we're healthy, we're going to not only be able to reach our community and the surrounding cities, we're going to be able to reach the world. Maybe that's what you're afraid of. You don't want to go out and pastor a church. What happens to a physical body when it doesn't move? How many know it gets lethargic? It gets sluggish. Right? How many ever went into a deep sleep and then you get a cramp? <laughs> like at one in the morning, right? Then you get out like, man, ah, you know, ah. Or that just happened to me, you know? Sometimes my fingers cramp up. So when I'm feeling them like the cramp, when I say, hey, I'm not throwing up gang signs. It's just my fingers are cramping, you know? It's like... What happens to your body when it doesn't move? How many know your muscles become weak? How many know all of a sudden you, you get bed sores if you just lay there? Some of you are like that. You're, you're, you're weak because you're not attached. You say, I can do it myself. The enemy tells you, don't connect with anybody because then they're going to make fun of you. No, we got love here. We got the agape love. Our pastor loves everybody and anybody. It doesn't matter what you do. He loves you anyways. And when you understand that, you're going to be able to attach. How effective can we be if only part of the body is on the field and the other part sits on the bench? You go, pastor, preach it. But what about you? God's called you. He's enlisted you. He paid a price for you to connect. Amen. The church is not here for us. We are the church and we're here for the world. We're here to reach out. We're here to go to the street. Some of you can talk. But you're not connected. So all you do is talk about the church. But if you were connected, you, you'd be winning souls. Amen. Because, man, you, you can sell ice to an Eskimo. You got to connect. And my last point here, number five, we're called to be contagious, not comfortable. God's called us to be contagious. And we all know what contagious is, right? It means no matter where you go, you can give it to somebody else. That's why when they test you, if you got COVID, stay home. Why? Because you're contagious. But how many know when we got the spirit of God inside of us, man, we become contagious. It doesn't matter if you go to the supermarket, if you go to Starbucks, if you go to the laundromat, you're sharing the gospel with somebody. Why? Because you're contagious. You're not comfortable. You know what happens when you're comfortable? Oh, no, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to share Jesus with them. They look mean. You forgot you came from the neighborhood, homie. Come on now. And A... Our church needs you and values you. You make us a better church. You do. But I wonder how many are comfortable here. You know, the COVID's got us comfortable because we started live streaming. Ain't nothing wrong with those watching our live stream. We love you. Amen. And you can watch on our live stream and still be part of the body. And when we talk about connecting to the body with our time, with our talents, and with our tithes, with our money... I got quiet here. Some of you are saying, you were doing so good, man. Why'd you go there? <laughs> How many know it takes money to, to do anything? Yeah. Try going to eat after and just tell them, oh, I ain't got no money. See what happens. <laughs> you end up in jail, right? Or washing the dishes, you know what? 
Everything takes finances. So when you're part of this body, you're also going to give your money. You're going to give your money. That's it. That's it. I'm part of this body. Let me pay my tithes. That's it. I'm part of this body. Let me give offering. That's it. I'm part of my body. the body. When they have a need, I'm going to participate because I belong to this body. When you're not part of the body, you're going to say, why are they always asking for money? Right? Why are they always asking? Why, why man, money, everything, money. Every time he goes up, he talks to me. That's right. It takes money. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to close with this. and it's, it's, a, it's a whole chapter, amen. But I'm going to read it, amen. Because it's going to explain everything to us. It says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. Verse 2, and if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing. Verse 3, if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does me no good at all. Verse 4, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Verse 5, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It does not provoke nor overly sensitive. Amen. Easily angered. I like how it says overly sensitive. Amen. For you sissies out there. Amen. Then it says, it does not take into account a wrong endured, verse 6, it does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with truth when right and truth prevails. Verse 7, love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Verse 8, love never fails. Again, it's talking about the gopi love. Love never fails. It never fades or ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. Verse 10. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. Then verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I responded like a child. When I became a man or mature, I did away with childish things. For now in this time of imperfection, imperfection we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection a riddle it says but when the time of perfection comes we will see reality face to face now I know in part just in fragments but then I will know fully just as I've been fully known by God and now there remains faith abiding in God and his promises hope confident expectation of eternal salvation love unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me these three choices uh, graces it says, but the greatest of these is love. You know why God called you to the body? Because he loves you. You may not even love yourself right now, but he loves you. And when you understand he loves you, you're going to start to position yourself to love yourself. Now, I don't mean to love yourself like you're conceited. You have all mirrors everywhere you go, and you're like, that's right. Look at me, man. That's not what the love I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about the love for yourself that God chose you. God chose me. And he gave us a gift to attach to the body that we can go out and win souls for him. That love. The love that makes you feel special. When we were in the world, nobody trusted us with nothing. But you come and you're part of the body and you, you participate and you belong. And God says, son, daughter, everything I have is yours. That's the love I'm talking about as everyone stands. I don't know where you're at this morning, but I, I do know that God's called us to be a healthy body. A healthy body. Maybe you're here and you don't know the Lord. And you're like, well, I, don't, I understand a little bit of body parts. And I started, well, don't move the feet. They still haven't moved. Amen. I understand all this stuff. And, but man, maybe you don't know the Lord. Or maybe you backslid. Maybe you unattached yourself from the body. And you're back here. And now the Lord is dealing with you like, son, I called you. There's something that only you can do. Daughter, I called you. It wasn't a mistake. I know exactly what I created you to be. All you got to do is reattach yourself again. And if you're here, those watching on our live stream, if you're here and you say that, amen, uh, there's a link there. Just click the link, amen, that says, I want to give my life to the Lord. Maybe you're here and you say, I want to rededicate my life. Just by the uplifting of your hand, I want to say a word of prayer for you. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Amen. And anymore, I see that hand. And anyone else? We don't want you to miss out on this. You're saying, man, I, I want to attach myself to this body. We got a beautiful body here. Our church, beautiful property. Amen. It looks good in the out. People, wow, it's a beautiful church. But we want to, when they come in, to say, man, it's beautiful because the people inside that church, amen, they all belong. They, they all love, amen, the way the Lord loves. But those that raise up your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, say, I come to you. As a sinner, I ask you to wash away all my sins the way your word says, white as snow. Cleanse me. From this day on, I want to attach myself to the body of Christ. I thank you, God, for seeing that I am special when I thought I was nothing. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a hand clap, those that said the prayer, amen. Now I, I want to open up for the body. Maybe you're here and you've just been coming and say, well, here, listen, no, no. We need you to attach. We need you, the reason why you don't feel like you belong because you're not volunteering, you're not connecting. And maybe you're here and the word somehow it ministered to you. Maybe, maybe you used to be attached. You're still here. Like the hand's still there. See, it hasn't moved. It looks like it wants to grab her ankle, huh? But the hand's not. No, amen. <laughs> but I want to open up these altars. If that's you and you need prayer, I mean, it's not saying we're bad. All they're saying, God, you, you, you brought it.